everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. Man, this is a sweet car right here, Ferrari 458 Italia. Some people call it Italia. No, it's Italia. First time I ever drove a Ferrari, a guy let me drive his brand new one for a week. And I had a blast driving the car. There's no car like this car. It's fast, it's sleek, it's cool. After a while though, I discovered it was a little bit impractical because as you just saw, I have a tough time getting in and out of the car with all the kids. It just didn't work. But I really enjoyed driving the Ferrari. The last day I had it, the dashboard lit up like a Christmas tree. It began to worry me because it was my friend's car. So I called him, I said, hey, your car is acting kind of crazy. The dashboard has all these warning signs. He said, I'll just take it to the dealership and I'll see what the deal is. So he took it to the dealership, he saw what the deal was and the dealership told him, are you ready for this? The dealership said, the last person who drove the car wasn't driving it fast enough or hard enough. What a slap, you know? That's so true. That's so, so true. Our Ferrari will never be driven hard enough or fast enough until we allow the Lord to drive the car. Every single person in this place, every single person at all of our environments, every single person who will watch this on television or is listening to this by podcast or watching this online, every person is a Ferrari. But you don't know you're a Ferrari until you give the keys to Christ and allow him to drive. If you try to drive it yourself, it'll go for a little while. You're not though wired to drive the Ferrari. Jesus is and he will take you places that you never, ever, ever dream possible. A couple of weeks ago, I had lunch with a famous race car driver, Emerson Fittipaldi. Emerson, back in the day, was like one of the guys. He's won Indy multiple times, a lot of different other races, Grand Prix events all over the world. And we had a wonderful lunch. And then he said, he goes, hey, why don't you and Lisa come by my apartment? I said, that's cool. I was driving a Tahoe. I had the Tahoe Valley parked and Emerson and his wife and a couple of friends were with us. So I just instinctively threw him the keys to the Tahoe. I said, Emerson, why don't you drive? Because you know where you're going. And then I thought, how funny, how crazy. Emerson Fittipaldi is driving this Tahoe. And I felt good. And Lisa, in fact, snapped a picture on her iPhone. We were in the back. There's Emerson driving the car. I felt great. Emerson is definitely wired. He's trained to drive a car. We're not trained to drive a car. And make sure you know that God has the best for your life. Make sure that you know he needs to drive. That's why this windshield in the Ferrari is so big. I mean, this is a big honking windshield. Think about this. 
Look how big this windshield is. Look at this thing. Look. The rear view mirror, tiny. Little bitty. The rear view mirror is small compared to the windshield. Our future is big. It's bold. It's massive. The expanse of our future is absolutely brilliant. What are we doing like this? Driving while looking in the rearview mirror. The past is the past. The past is great. The past is fine. We learn from the past. The past, though, propels us to the future. Don't get locked into the past. Don't get locked into, oh, my diapers were put on too tight. The nursery was painted the wrong color. And I went through this relationship and that relationship. And I've had this toxicity occur in my life. That's fine. That's dandy. Deal with it. But move on. Move on. Every relationship here, every relationship here is one that should hit on all cylinders. It should sound like a Ferrari. Do that with me. One, two, three. Sounds good. Sounds good. Half of all marriages, first time marriages, end up as relational wreckage. What if I told you there's an intersection here in the city, when you go through it, there's a 50% chance you're gonna have a serious accident. None of us would roll through the intersection. We wouldn't even go there, we'd stay away from it. I just described to you marriage. Obviously what we're doing is not working. Second time marriages, 67% of them don't make it. Third time marriages, 74% of them end up as wreckage. We're not doing something right, we're missing it. We're logging onto websites, we're watching shows, we're, we're into this and that, we're not doing it God's way. God has the best in store for us. This is the owner's manual for the Ferrari. This is the way to do relationships. This is the way to do dating. It's the way to do marriage. It's the way to do friendships. This book is the deal. So what I'm gonna talk about today is for every single person, no matter who you are, where you are, what you're involved in, this message is for you. If you've been married 28 years like me, if you're just entering the dating scene after divorce, if you're maybe 16 years old, you finally got your license, you're thinking about dating somebody, whatever, this is for you. It does not take a relational rocket scientist to figure out that we're messing up before the altar. Dating is about marriage. No matter how casual you might think the situation is. I'm just having coffee, you know? You're thinking about marriage. I'm just, I'm just going to a movie. You're thinking about marriage. We're kind of with a group of people. You're thinking about marriage. You're lying to yourself. Even the men here, if you're not thinking about it. You're thinking about it, you're thinking about it. Dating is about marriage. Marriage is about dating. That's why I've written so many books on it. I've written The Creative Marriage. If you don't have it, pick it up. I highly recommend the book. We talk about the raw and the real of marriage. That's why I've written Rating Your Dating While Waiting for Mating. It's a whole book just on spouse selection. That's why I've written The Marriage Mirror. Because in marriage, you see the best of yourself and the worst of yourself. When you look into your spouse's eyes, reflected back, would be you at your best and you at your worst. And so many times, people bolt out of marriages because they don't like what they see, they're blaming the other person, they're really looking at themselves. 
That's heavy, man. So make sure to be well resourced. Make sure to have all the tools that you need to go into the future and to see the vastness that God has for you. So don't just say, well, I went to this series and I saw this series on television called RPMs and that's enough. I'm telling you, you need to be well resourced. Lisa and I are very open about our relationship. We're very open about our marriage. We did a lot of good stuff. We also did a lot of stuff that I wish we could change. And I'm gonna to talk to you about that today. So here we go. Let's talk about some dumb decisions that we make in relationships. I hate to be negative, but let me talk about some, some dumb, what was I thinking, defective patterns in relationships. And this specifically is about dating. And parents, I'm telling you, this is huge for you because what are you doing? You are teaching and training your kids to leave. That's the definition of parenting. Teaching and training your kids to individuate. Part of that is you're teaching and training them in spouse selection. Listen to me. We're teaching constantly and training them in spouse selection. I laugh when modern day parents say, well, we're just gonna let our kids make up their own mind about religion and about dating and sex. I'm like, how stupid are you? Do you, do, you, do you allow your kids to get up and say, hey, do you wanna go to school today or not? It's your choice. Do you wanna clean your room today or not? How whack is that? As parents, we monitor, we take care of, we guide them and lead them and say, hey, man, hey, 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 you're a Ferrari, girl. Hey, son, you're a Ferrari. Allow Jesus to drive. Close the door. Yeah, we're not perfect. There's gonna be some junk in your trunk in the past and all that, but look at the windshield. Oh, oh. So parents, what a heavy, heavy responsibility. Because here's what's gonna happen. Your kids will marry someone like you. Your kids will communicate like you. Your kids will reconcile like you. Your kids will hold the church like you. Your kids will handle money like you. That's heavy. They're watching. They're in the back seat absorbing all of this stuff. Well, let's get into defective dating. Defective daters, or you could say defective maters. I like that. Defective daters or defective maters. Ignore dashboard warnings. How dumb would I have been? How defective would I have been if I'd ignored those dashboard warnings on my friend's Ferrari? He'd given me the keys. Dad, take it, man. It's yours. Treat it like it's yours for a week. How crazy would I have been to go, oh, forget the dashboard warnings. Wham, wham. No, 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 no. What are dashboard warnings that we see? Little, little, little warning lights. Cars these days will pretty much tell you what's wrong with them. All the technology, it's just unbelievable. If you listen to the car, if you watch the car, if you look at the dashboard, they'll tell you the problems. As you spouse select, as you date, as you talk to the person, as you get married, they'll tell you if you watch them, if you study them, the situation. They'll tell you what needs work. They'll tell you what needs maintenance. They'll tell you the problems. 
The first problem is a lot of people ignore dashboard warnings. Dashboard warnings, we ignore them. The character light is one that we ignore. You wouldn't think so, but we ignore the character light. How do we ignore the character light? I'll tell you, we jump in the sack and jump in the rack and have sex before marriage. If you want to ignore the character light, just have sex before marriage. Sex is fun. If it weren't fun, we wouldn't do it. I understand the temptation, I understand the allure. God does not say no, he says wait. Wait until you find a mate and get in covenant with the person. Sex is multifaceted and multidimensional. If we have sex outside of marriage, and I know many of you are, I'm not stupid, you're using a God-given gift in a God-forbidden way. You're taking this Ferrari and going off-road. The character light. Does this person have character? Are they honest? Well, she just has a little lying problem. He just has a little truth-telling problem. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 15, 33 and following, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. I like the word character. Think about the word integrity. That's, that's a popular word these days, integrity. What does integrity mean? It comes from the word integer, a math term. That term just scares me. Ah, ah, a whole number. If you're dating and then you mate before this person becomes the mate before God, you will marry a fraction, a third, a half, three quarters, you'll marry a fraction and not the wholeness of the person. Sex is so powerful, the windows will fog up, you'll not understand and see the character of the person, the integrity, the wholeness, the honesty. Oh, he just has a little dope problem, smokes a little bit of weed. She has just a little drinking problem. She, 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 she's a little bit crazy-o-active. Crazy-o-active, look it up in the Urban Dictionary. Crazy-o-active is someone who has so much emotional baggage you can't even deal with them. Crazy-o-active people. Ah. Bad company corrupts good character, right? Come back to your senses, there's, verse 34 says. Come back to your senses. Wake up and smell the espresso as you ought and stop sinning. For there are some of you who are ignorant of God. Does this person have the kind of character that you could live with for the next four or five decades? What kind of character do they have? Character counts, it matters. Who you are when no one's looking is who you are. Character, always look at the character. You see the character warning lights, pay attention. I was talking to a young man in his 40s, he'd never been married. He met this girl, he thought, man, she was it. Cute, attractive, seemed to love God in the church. One day we were having lunch together. Between bites of a sandwich I said, any dashboard warnings? And this guy had not hopped in the rack. He was saving himself until marriage. I said, any dashboard warnings? Yeah, and I sometimes think that she's not always totally honest with me. I go, whoa, just one time? No, well, there's this time and that time. And then I began to ask some more questions. That, he began to give me a long laundry list of the time she was not honest with him. I said, don't continue in the relationship. 
I know she's hot, I know she's this, she's that. Don't continue. You cannot marry somebody with a lying problem. Character, integrity, honesty. Are they gentle, are they kind? Don't ignore that dashboard warning. Another light is the relational light. How about this person's relationships? I really enjoy buying pre-owned cars. I like to buy great cars that have been pre-owned because you can get some sweet deals. I bought Lisa a car this summer from this dealership. And the cool thing about the car was the car had been bought at the dealership and every maintenance issue, every warning light that came up on the car was dealt with from this dealership. So I was talking to the guy over pre-owned cars, I go, listen, I want you to give me a list of everything, everything the car has ever gone through. And sure enough, about six pages of detailed information. I was looking at certain problems and issues, I'm like, okay, okay, how about this? It kind of scares me. Well, we, we took care of it. How about that rattle? We took care of it. And finally I go, hmm, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. What kind of relational history does this person have? How do they spell relational relief, junior high student, high school student, single adult? You're married, you got friends. What's their relational history? Have you checked it out? Because that is a massive issue, huge. Look at the person's friends. Their friends should underscore and highlight the values of the Lord Jesus. Look at the person's friends. Do you see Jesus driving their car? If they cannot give you a consistent track record of relationships, that is a major dashboard warning. If all their friends are brand new and you can't go back in the rear view mirror and look in their past and see, okay, this person is consistent, this person has it together, I'm telling you, that is something you need to really, really look at. Because someone that has their life together Someone who has the character of Christ, someone who has relational integrity and a great history of relationships is someone you want to connect with. If they don't, I am telling you, I'm telling you right now, it can mess you up. And I've seen people that come to me and they look good, they smell good, they talk good, they dress good and all that stuff. I begin to asking questions. Tell me about your friendships. Oh, well, we had a problem here. And yeah, and this dude messed me around. And she's this way and she's that way. All the drama and trauma. And here are my friends. Well, you've only known these people for a couple of months. That's a warning. Relationships. And parents, you better be on this like a bird on the June bug. You better be on this like a Ferrari on the Autobahn. You better monitor your kids' relationships and the relationships of the relationships. But it's work, I know it's work. The work is worth it. Because in my book, The Creative Marriage, I talk about the MWE, the marital work ethic. Not only are you working on your marriage, you're also working with your kids to help them in this spouse selection situation, the relational light. You can tell I'm passionate about it, the relational light. Are there friends, people of God, people of the church, people of this dealership, are they consistent? Because your friends and mine reflect who we are. 
The maintenance light is another light on the dashboard that many people just ignore, the maintenance light. Guys will go, oh man, I just can't handle a high maintenance woman. <laughs> you can laugh, guys. I know you say that. Every woman is high maintenance. It'd be a good place to clap, ladies. Come on, come on. Every relationship, guys, is high maintenance. Clap again. When you say, oh, I don't want high maintenance relationship, you're saying, you know what? I don't want to work. Man, I work for it in dating. Man, I was looking good, dressing good, had everything happening for me. Once I get married, I'll just quit. I'll stop. I got my woman. No, 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 no. That's when the work begins, brother. Now, if she's high, high maintenance, that's a warning sign. There's high maintenance and there's high, high maintenance. What's high, high maintenance? Well, she looks at you as da-da. Or guys, you can be high maintenance too. You don't see her as your wife, but mama, mama. Are you the parent or the spouse? Can we talk for a second? Da, da, mama, mama, da, da. High maintenance people. People are just are very needy, you know. Just blow up the phone, just like tracking you 24-7. Like a professional hunting guy. You can't get away from him. You look, Why? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's too much. And if it's a if it's a micro thing when you're dating, it will be a macro thing when you're married. There's another light, the church light. We forget this light, the church light. Well, church, what's so big church? We just go from here to there and yonder. Play church hopscotch. One foot in, one foot out, jumping around here, there, yonder. A lot of singles look at the church as Christian bar hopping. In my travels domestically and internationally, pastors ask me all the time, Ed, they say, Ed, what do we do with the singles? They're so jacked up. They're so crazy active. They'll serve in the church and serve in the church and meet this person, get married. We'll do the wedding and the whole deal then. Oh, they're gone. How sad, how tragic. Make sure the person that you date has a consistent track record in the dealership, in the house. Make sure of that. Make sure they're serving, not swerving. Make sure they're holy, not hydroplaning. You gotta make sure of that. Is he serving? Is she serving? You better settle where you're gonna go to church prior to getting married. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. Are you kidding me? We have to revolve our lives, our lives around the house of God, around the house that we have as human beings and the house of God. Those are the two houses. If they're not, it's not pretty. The track record is scary. So defective daters, defective maters make those decisions. There's another decision, though, I gotta talk about real quick, real quick, real quick. 
Defective daters, ignore dashboard warnings. You wouldn't think so because after all, they're driving a Ferrari, but they ignore road signs. If you ignore road signs, you're gonna get into some trouble, aren't you? Singles, this sign, I'm gonna turn around, is so important that I want you to just to go crazy when I turn it around. I want you to clap, all right? Don't miss it. Hey, hey, right there. Don't miss it. Go slow. Go slow and get to know. Go slow. Every month that passes by, got a better read on the character, better read on relationships. Go slow. 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 Here's another one. We go slow, and then this one right here, sing it with me. Stop in the name of love. Everybody stand up real quick. Come on, come on, come on, come on. One, hand two, hand three. Stop in the name of love before you break my heart. Stop in the name of love. Please be seated. You guys can't sing. Stop. Stop! Stop! Road sign, stop! Don't roll through the stop sign. I almost got killed 20 years ago. I was with a bunch of guys from our church in a small town. We were in a van, all of us. We stopped at the stop sign, kept going. This car going 70 miles an hour. Clipped the tip of our van. Had we been a half a second earlier, we'd all be dead. And the guy was also a criminal on the loose. Arrested him, put him in jail. The guy was a bad dude. Stop! Don't roll through stop signs. Stop. Yield. I love this sign. Yield. 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 God. I yield everything to you, God. I'm going to do it your way, God. The future is so bright, God. The windshield is so big, God. I'm going to give it to you. I yield to you. Have you yielded to God? You've tried it your way. You're banging off the guardrails and you're hydroplaning and you have all these, all these problems in your car. God, I yield to you because if we're not careful, guys. We can marry people just because of the curves. Dangerous. Curves. I don't care what kind of curves she has. I don't care how smooth her legs are. Very soon you can have some hail damage. I don't care. I don't care what kind of six pack he has. Sooner or later it's gonna be a spare tire, baby. Things sag, things wrinkle and crinkle. You only look good for about what, five or 10 years? I remember one time, I had to confess this, I hope she's not watching this. I, I, was on this, I was on this show, 
I've never said this. Let me think I can say it. I don't want to get myself in trouble. Okay, I'll just say it generally. I was on this show about Fellowship Church and the growth of it. It was a Christian show. And, and there was this supermodel who had become a believer. Ooh. I have to edit this. I'll just tell you. Guys, we don't want to edit this. I was, this is a great illustration. I was on this show, and the supermodel was on there too. She'd become a believer. And they said, like, Ed, you're going to be on the show with blank. I'm like, wow. I mean, you know, because I remember back in the day, you know, this girl, just trust me, guys, you, you know, all right? So I'm sitting there in the green room, and this woman's in there. She's tall, kind of wrinkly and crinkly a little bit. I'm thinking, what, what? no way. No, it was her. So guys, if this girl, I'll just say it, Sports Illustrated swimsuit model look like that, you, you, yeah, you, you, better, you better look past the curves. And ladies, oh, if this guy has this physique, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, have you ever seen some of these pro athletes who look so great after about five or 10 years, not to mention names? Wow. I, mean, I saw a guy the other day Hall of Famer, I'm like, this guy looks horrible. <laughs> I remember back in the day, Lisa would go, oh, he's so cute. She's like, hey, come here, come here. Look at this guy. He looks terrible. It's part of the age process, man. You better, I'm telling you, you better go deeper than that. You better go deeper than that. You better go deeper than that. So, so, so what am I saying? What's the big idea? Next week, I'll really get into this. Here, here's the big idea. Here's the big idea. Proverbs 15, 22. Put this on your refrigerator, all right? Plans fail for lack of counsel. Uh-oh. But with many advisors, they succeed. One of the biggest mistakes Lisa and I made, as I said earlier to begin this talk, we didn't seek counsel, biblical counsel. I'll say it again. Bible-driven counsel. Counsel from the anchor of Scripture. We didn't get counseling prior to getting married. Do it. Also, we waited about 15 years until after marriage to seek biblical counseling. I'm not saying if somebody says, oh yeah, I'm a marriage and family therapist or I'm a psychologist or sociologist, rah, 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 go team, go. I'm talking about someone who has the scripture as a priority and purpose in their lives. That's real help. Because the deepest aspect of your life and mine is our connectivity with God. Get help, get help, get help. Guys, we'll talk to anybody, pay anything to have that sweet whoosh golf swing. Ladies, we'll pay anything to look a certain way or maybe want our home decorated this way or that. We'll just put it out there. Come on, come on. We need financial help, we'll go to the best financial counselor. And the most important thing, the most important earthly relationship, the marriage, we're not gonna walk into a counselor's office. Come on guys, man up. Come on guys, let's have some testosterone. Come on ladies, let's have some estrogen. Step into a counselor's office, put your baggage on the table, all the warning lights, talk about them, 
and let someone help you. If you're dating and it starts to, you know, you can kind of feel love is in the air. You know, you can feel it, man. Go into a counselor's office. This is why I'm so happy to be a part of a church that talks so openly and honestly about what God talks so openly and honestly about. We're getting the real 411 on relationships before we have to dial 911. Get help. RPMs. Relationships, passion, and marriage. That's what God wants to do in your life. And the only way you'll discover it, the only way you'll pull those real RPMs is when you do it. It's when you do it his way. Let's pray together. God, thank you for this message. Thank you for your word. It's so true and so revealing. It penetrates to our heart of hearts. I pray, God, for relationships here that we would do what you want us to do in these realms. I pray that we would go slow, stop, yield, that we would understand the dangerous curves. It's cool, we're attracted to this and that, but there's something deeper, there's something more out there. I pray for families, God. I pray for future marriages. I pray that we'll have the guts to pick up resources and tools and download this stuff in our spirit and then say, you know, I need to get some help. So God, we give this time to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.